0: And anything that isn't current probably won't work. So if you're having trouble with a link that doesn't work, that's probably why. Head on over to photobizhelp.com forward slash links. Or if you're following along at photobizhelp on Instagram, it's the link in the bio.
1: And you remember that sooner and you're like, oh, that's why I only wanted that one. I don't need to look at all the rest. And just, yeah, living in that moment. And then it it's always exciting. It's like opening a present for me. I open them up. I'm all excited to look at it the day after. But two weeks later, like, oh, it looks like work.
0: This is the Photo Business Help podcast, a resource for photographers of all levels from brand new to burnt out, who believe that business growth starts with personal growth. I'm your host, Natalie Jennings. I created Jennings Photo back in 2010 and have been happily full-time since, but not without some mistakes along the way. Those lessons, plus what's really helped me thrive financially and personally are what I wanna share with you so you can grow with your photo business too. You'll also hear stories from other photographers and industry folks, as well as my favorite ways to be more mindful and happier on this journey. Today, I am chatting with my dear friend and associate photographer, Lisa Quinlan of Great X Studios. We've known each other for a long, long time. We've worked together off and on in the photography space. And I can't believe I haven't had her on the show yet. But we were chatting in the weekly clubhouse, the Photo Business Help Clubhouse on Monday. That's every every Monday at 2 p.m. Central if you want to check out Photo Business Help and uh, connect with other people. We were chatting about Lisa's recent switch to mirrorless from her Canon 5D Mark III. And we were also just chatting about the journey of photography and what it's like to get inspired in a different direction, try different things, evolve with different softwares. I talk about me switching recently to pick time in 2021 and and the learning curve there. We cover all sorts of things. Like all interviews, this is a two-part interview. So before we jump in, here's a quick message from the folks that support this show. If you're like me and most photographers, you definitely didn't go into this business for the paperwork. We're creative people, right? So if invoices, emails, to-dos make you a little crazy, that's where 17 Hats comes in. They have an all-in-one, mobile-friendly platform that basically automates your small business. 17 Hats handles all the tedious stuff like payment reminders, capturing leads, scheduling your meetings, no wonder thousands of photographers swear by it. You'll free up so much time. It's basically like you've cloned yourself and you can focus on what you do best, all the creative good stuff, while 17 Hats manages your business for you. Best of all, right now, you can save 50% on one year of 17 Hats. They are also offering a live three day virtual boot camp with part founder Amanda Ray to help you set up leads, booking and onboarding experiences. Both Black Friday offers, the 50% off and the boot camp with Amanda Ray are live now. Go to sale.17hats.com. Once again, that's 50% off your first year plus a 3-day virtual boot camp with Amanda Ray. sale.17hats.com. This is for Black Friday only, so check it out right away sale.17hats.com. So you all know that I love tarot and I do tarot readings and it's a blossoming hobby that I've been really enjoying and so I decided to take my tarot knowledge and turn it into a free reading that you can have access to, to help you grow in your business. Head to photobizhelp.com forward slash reading to answer a few questions and get your free reading that outlines your business energy. This will hopefully help highlight the things that are serving you and helping you to grow, as well as point out some of the things that you might want to look out for that could be holding you back. So head on over to photobizhelp.com forward slash reading to get your free reading. Find out what's going on with the energy in your business. Experience a little tarot tossed in there as well. And hopefully get some good ideas for how to grow moving forward. That's photobizhelp.com forward slash reading to get your free reading. Hey, Lisa. Hey, Natalie. Thanks for doing the show. It's nice to chat with you. I can't believe you haven't done this yet. I'm very excited.
1: I have heard uh, you with Audrey, um, and then um,
0: that's it. Yeah. So we've known each other a long, long time for a variety of reasons, but also because you've shot for me as well (laughs) as an associate. and We've done lots of photo things together, so I'm super happy to have you here. I'm excited to be here. Yay! Yay! I would love to chat about what brought you into photography and a little bit about what you do. You're a lifestyle photographer like me. How did you end up in this place of doing photography as a job?
1: Good question. I ask myself that all the time. I mean, if I go way back, I took a high school photography class, loved it, was always the person that had a camera in high school. And we're talking just the film, you know, point and shoot was always documenting So that was always something that I wanted to do, but I didn't think of it as a career choice going forward. Fast forward to high school, or I'm sorry, to college, and took art classes and just absolutely fell in love with it. Went to Italy, studied in Florence, and then fell in love with it even more as an art. Really, you know, thinking of more as like doing art, not really, again, portraits or anything like that. And then got a job out of college, working in a graphics place and still really, really liking just the art side of it. Then I had kids and decided I love taking photos of them and just wanted to pursue being able to stay home and keep doing photos. So it just kind of morphed into that. I think a lot of people, it's kind of a classic segue into photography. But here we are. So I guess I'm 15 years in trying to make it a business and still learning every day.
0: Yeah. What's something that is working really well for you in your business that you maybe adopted years ago or recently, it could be a workflow or a process. Like what's something that you can't really live without in your business?
1: I would say, well, as far as workflow, definitely Lightroom, Photo Mechanic, that kind of thing for editing and Photoshop. I don't do, I'm not a heavy Photoshop edit, you know, back end. I don't make in photos that are overly Photoshop, but needing it still to clean up so I would say just, I guess that I love having the prime lenses, being able to edit right away, calling immediately afterwards. I think you taught me that, Natalie, to call your yeah. sessions immediately.
0: If you can. I mean, that's something that I, I didn't do right away. And some, there, I mean, there's obviously an exception to everything. Like there's times where I don't, I just don't get to it that day. But what I do try to do, and I've done this for a few years now, is schedule in time around the shoots that I have like after the shoot. So I see on my calendar, I'm going to shoot at 5 PM. I'll probably be home at six. I'll schedule in another, whatever I need to call, at least call it as it's coming in, as I'm ingesting it, because it, it just makes it so much easier to look at a desktop full of stuff that needs to be edited rather than called and edited. So yeah, you do that too. I
1: do. I try to, and of course it's not a perfect system yet. I'm getting there. Because with kids and schedules and sometimes I'm running from here to there. But um, this busy, busy season that has kept me a little bit more sane. Um, I think it's so fresh in your mind right after the session. You know, sometimes you take the photo four times in a row, for instance, and you just the same photo and you realize that you were trying for a certain aesthetic and you remember that sooner and you're like, oh, that's why I only wanted that one. I don't need to look at all the rest. And just, yeah, living in that moment. And then it it's always exciting. It's like opening a present for me. I open up. I'm all
0: excited to look at it, it
1: is. The day after. But yeah. two weeks later, like, oh, uh, it looks like work.
0: That's so funny that you say that. That's exactly how I feel, too, is it feels more like work to dig through them later than it does when I'm excited to see the ones that I really know that I nailed or the ones that I purposely, like, love. Yes,
1: absolutely. Purposely I,
0: love. That's a weird phrase.
1: Yeah, <laughs> And if I can, I'd love to be able to give clients a sneak peek. That is something I think keeps their excitement going too. Totally. Obviously, this busy season that that definitely hasn't happened every time. But when I'm not as busy, that's something I'm um, with pick time that I've been trying to they have a it's an easier way, I think, to send a little sneak peek and I think the clients like it and then they can share that immediately and it just keeps everything fresh. And yeah, yeah. So I think right now that's definitely as far as the workflow goes, that's something that I've just recently started. I mean, we're talking 15 years in and I'm just implementing some of those things now.
0: Yeah. But you know, it's like, everything's always changing. I just started using pick time at the beginning of 2021. So for me, it's like a whole new ball game and like a whole new way I've experimented with a bunch of different ways of doing stuff, which is like a, a completely different episode. I think it's fun to be able to change up what you're doing and to try out different things. I think it keeps you relevant, but also it keeps the job from being really formulaic and boring, you know?
1: Yeah. we've Got to keep it fresh for sure. If you don't, it gets boring. And again, like a job, but we're creatives. That's why it's so exciting to do this. Yeah. Because every day is, is, can be new and exciting. And it can also, it's comfortable too, because after all these years, I know I I don't go into it with butterflies anymore, so I have to get excited for something, and yeah, being able to kind of change things up, see what works, what doesn't work.
0: Yeah, no, totally, and it keeps it new and fresh. and And you said that you do your culling with Photo Mechanic. Yes. Yeah, me too. I think that that I've I've tried to go just straight into Lightroom and do it, and it still just isn't doesn't do it for me. It's not as fast as I'd like it to be.
1: Yeah. And it's definitely like the rendering is so much slower and you can't follow when things are in focus, not in focus. You know, I just recently started using my old MacBook again as well. The big, um, not MacBook, the big iMac, the big screen. And that has helped too, because I can see the images quicker and I can make those decisions based on just if it's in focus or not. So then when I get down to working, it's, I can just, you know, be more mobile on the laptop and see, and I know they're in focus. I don't have to waste time zooming in.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I do all my editing on my MacBook Pro, my little laptop, Mm -hmm. and I've done it for most of my career that way. But I, I did have an iMac for a while and I might go back to that since I'm at home so much, I don't even foresee that I'll be traveling as much as I ever was for at least a couple of years with COVID and everything. But I do have an external monitor that I I have set up so that when I am culling, even though the color is with, off with the monitor, like it's definitely not the same color quality as the the Mac. Like at least I can see it super big when I am culling, and I can be like, not focused, focused, you know, and do that kind of stuff too. So I think a bigger screen when choosing your images helps a ton.
1: Absolutely. That has been and it's also I back it up there. I back it up on another backup drive. And so I feel like I have everything just safely for now. Um, And I let that computer back up to the cloud so I can let everything just sit and be sluggish and slow there. And then everything is faster on my laptop. Again, those are just things that just recently I was like, huh, that helps.
0: Yeah, for sure. For sure. So I host a clubhouse room for photo business help every Monday at 2pm central. And you've been joining lately. And yesterday, actually, because we're recording this on a Tuesday, you brought up the fact that you're thinking about exploring a different type of photography. And this kind of fits into this journey piece of like, trying out different things and seeing what you like to do seeing what excites you, seeing what gives you butterflies, whatever. Do you want to talk a little bit about like that and what you're looking at testing out in terms of sports and things like that, or at least how you kind of started thinking about doing it?
1: Definitely. So just recently, you know, my kids have always been in sports. So again, my kids drive a lot of my photography. I really like shooting people as my subject. And my kids have been doing sports. And so of course I like to take photos of them and I never thought of myself as a sports photographer. Action is not always my friend when I, with my lenses, I have all portrait lenses, <laughs> 135, but I thought I'm going to just make it work. And so um surprisingly got some pretty decent photos out of what I already had. And I, I just told myself, you know, it's not a big deal. I'm not making money off of it as of right now. So I just thought I would test it. And turns out I love it. So it's something I look forward to. I go um, and take photos during a whole game really documentary style. I just try to capture what's going on. I don't try to pose anybody. Of course, the kids love to come up and they want to get a photo of themselves together, but I still consider that living in the moment and just letting them be who they are. I don't even necessarily take them to the right lighting. I just let them be. um, And those are some of the happiest photos that makes me happy. It brings joy to the parents to see their kids with really good photos um, so yeah, something I'm just going to explore to, you know, see if teams maybe want that yeah as an add on something that they can have for the, the year and then maybe give a gift to the coaches at the end or the kids can buy them.
0: Yeah. Well, I think what you said yesterday, you said a couple things. Well, there's a couple things that I think are important here, but you said, I think in the clubhouse, you're like, well, cause every kid at that age wants to be a star. They so do. they'll just <laughs> jump in front of the camera. <laughs>
1: Absolutely. I know my kids play better when they when that camera's out because they're performing
0: for me. That is awesome. That's hilarious.
1: Yeah. So it's been fun. It's absolutely been fun.
0: Well, what's cool about like you bringing this up and I again, I've I've known you well over 10 years now and, you know, your kids are at a sports age now, you know, they're growing into their teens and stuff. And it's something that I think is so important to remember On this journey, if you end up sticking with it for a long time, like you and I have like being open to new stuff that you might really love and the fact that you're like, it lights me up. I really love it. I get excited to do it. And maybe five years ago, you were like now or like it wasn't even on your radar. Maybe it was but like, I, I think it's important for folks listening to just remember that like, it might not be what you're doing. Forever and to try stuff if you get the opportunity to. If someone asks you to do something totally different, you know, go out and try that food photography gig or whatever. And if you hate it, you hate it. And if you love it, you know, it might be a whole thing.
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, I started out as a wedding photographer and no longer, that does not light me up. <laughs> 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 I mean, I'm not saying I won't do a few here and there, but I wouldn't want to do it every weekend. I still love seconding, Natalie.
0: And we've shot many weddings together over the years. Yes,
1: we have. And I I really enjoy actually working with other people. So, you know, thinking about like the photography for sports, I think it would actually be more fun to have someone else there too, because you can only capture so much in one angle. And I think of that from the wedding training though. We know that there's different angles to be had and it's just, it's just hard by yourself. So it's definitely all of this has built into this and who knows how long I'll do this. This might only be a short time and, and then we'll go on to the next thing. I, I am thinking about, you know, I'm I'm getting older. I'm probably not going to be shooting as actively for as long. So it's it's always a um, a journey to just kind of keep figuring out what's your next thing, what's going to be exciting, and also what are going to what's going to be happy. I mean, I can't imagine running around with two camera bodies on me in ten years. I'm probably not going to be that person. <laughs>
0: Yeah, no, I I think the same thing, and and we're close in age, and it's it's not that I I don't ever see myself not shooting, but it's just the the type of shoots and the the way my calendar looks that's probably going to change for me. It's not obviously uh, kids sports photography, but I've I've gone deeper down the rabbit hole of like conceptual stuff and heavy Photoshop stuff. So that's something that like really, really gets me excited where I'm like, I can't wait to edit this photo. Ah. <laughs> you know, and that's the feeling, right? And and even three, four five years ago, that was not on my radar at all. I was heavy into weddings. I'm not really doing weddings anymore. I think the evolution is really important and trying out new things and, and staying relevant and stuff like that. And one of the parts of your evolution, which we're going to talk about in part two of this interview, good segue is... You switching to mirrorless, and just to kind of touch on that for a second before we say goodbye, has it helped your sports photography?
1: You know, I just shot my first for the first time using that mirror last weekend, and I've just so yes, yes, and no because I'm I'm learning a little bit. There is a little learning curve, not anything that I'm super worried about, but for you know, quick second thinking when you're doing sports, which is you have to think really fast. I mean, a few things. All it takes is to bump the. The spot meter. And I was like, Oh my gosh, I can't figure out how to, you know, but then once I, I figured it out, it was fine. So it's much faster. Um, it's, it's going to be a better tool once I've mastered it. And I don't expect it to take that long. I mean, I literally got the camera, opened it out of the box and brought it right to the, the field. So I wasn't able to get all my settings in there. I also went ahead and just bought a really cheap lens, um, which was, you know, good and bad because it's um, like a $300 lens. But I thought, I want to try this. I would say even with that super cheap lens, it is producing images that are the same quality as my $2,000 lenses. Now, again, when I get at some point, if I were to really up my game and buy the much better lens, there'll be a difference. But as of right now, when people are looking on their phone, I don't think you can tell the difference.
0: Yeah. And that's always something to, I've talked about this for years is if you shoot a great photo and people are looking at it generally on mobile, you're not going to see a whole heck of a lot of a difference uh, unless you're printing it, unless you're looking on a big screen, even when things are uploaded to social media, they're sized and compressed and all that stuff. So I think that's a good point to make. And I think that's a good spot to leave off until next time when we talk all about your switch to mirrorless. Wonderful. Sounds good. Thank you for listening. One quick reminder, head to photobusinesshelp.com forward slash community. If you would like to jump in that Facebook group that Lisa and I chat about, you can connect with me, Lisa, and anyone else that is in that group. There are a few hundred folks having conversations and sharing information in there. So photobusinesshelp.com forward slash community. Stay tuned for part two of this interview coming out on Thursday. Thank you for listening. I don't want you to forget about this awesome Black Friday 17 Hats offer. It's 50% off one year of your first year at 17 Hats, as well as a three-day virtual boot camp with one of 17 Hats' founders, Amanda Ray. Go to sale.17hats.com to grab all the goodies. That's sale.17hats.com, the number 17, the word hats. Looking for a professional website for your photography business? then check out Pro Photo. They offer tons of beautiful designs to choose from and a builder that gives you full control to customize however you'd like so you won't get stuck with a cookie cutter site or have to pay a fortune for a custom one. For listeners of the Photo Business Help podcast, Pro Photo is offering a special introductory rate of only $25 per month for the first 18 months when you sign up using the coupon code Photo biz help. So, whether you've never had a website before or you're looking to make a switch, using ProPhoto will give you a site you can be proud of and the support you can trust. And I can speak to this. I use ProPhoto for my theme. I have for about eight years now. I'm now hosting with them. Their customer support is unparalleled. They're an amazing company to work with. Once again, $25 per month for the first 18 months with a special listener code PHOTOBIZHELP. I hope you have a beautiful day. Remember, in everything you want to achieve, consistency is key.